for my final 5-minute review of Fiction Friends Season 1, I've literally saved the best for last. Well, in my opinion at least. I will be talking about my favorite book of the year, and possibly my favorite book out of the 21st century, A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolls. If you've been a long-time listener to the podcast, you would know that I believe the most important ingredient for any kind of story is the depth of the characters. And Count Alexander Rostov is by far one of the most amazing characters I have encountered in literary fiction. My fascination with Count Rostov really lies in the fact that he's a remnant of a classic haberdashery, chivalry, intelligence, class, and wit that is so rare to find these days. He represents the kind of man that I've always longed to be. He's an old soul who isn't without his demons, but has a character that is formidable enough to exude elegance and poise at all times, regardless of what adversity he's facing. The story starts off with our beloved gentleman, Count Rostov, who is in the middle of a sentencing hearing conducted by the Bolsheviks in the post-revolution Russia. Count Rostov is someone with a background of nobility and high society. In those days, having such credentials would have gotten you killed or banished. However, since evidence has resurfaced that Count Rostov actually wrote a poem that was sympathetic to the cause of the revolutionaries, the Bolsheviks decided to sentence the Count to life imprisonment within the Hotel Metropole, the fanciest hotel in all of Moscow. The rest of the novel follows the Count's life within the hotel over the span of 30 years. We are introduced to a cast of quirky and interesting characters who add depth and vibrancy to the Count's life while under house arrest. Most notably, he befriends a little girl who is staying as a guest in the hotel who changes his life forever. Yes, the entire book with a story that spans more than 30 years takes place inside this single hotel. You might be wondering how any author could have possibly constructed an interesting story given those parameters, but a lot of the magic of a gentleman in Moscow really lies within the gentleman himself. That's a testament to the skill and prowess of Amor Tolls. His prose is beautiful and poignant. There's an elegance through which he writes that is so rare in modern fiction. I'll give you a sample of one of my favorite passages from the book. After all, what can a first impression tell us about someone we've just met for a minute in the lobby of a hotel? For that matter, what can a first impression tell us about anyone? Why, no more than a chord can tell us about Beethoven or a brushstroke about Botticelli. By their very nature, human beings are so capricious, so complex, so delightfully contradictory, that they deserve not only our consideration, but our reconsideration and our unwavering determination to withhold our opinion until we have engaged with them in every possible setting at every possible hour. The eloquence and lyricism that he displays in articulating such a profound idea like that is consistent all throughout the book. It's just a little taste of the entire reading experience of a gentleman in Moscow. The book managed to be an easy read without making me feel like I was an idiot, which a lot of easy reads are guilty of. The book perfectly represents the idea of depth and simplicity. Create a character, give him motivations, quirks, strengths, weaknesses, and internal conflicts. Let the story unfold from there. A Gentleman in Moscow followed that simple formula to perfection, and I loved every minute of my reading experience. 
To close this review, I want to read out another passage from the book that could possibly sum up my entire relationship with the story while I was reading it. For his part, the Count had opted for the life of the purposefully unrushed. Not only was he disinclined to race towards some appointed hour, disdaining even to wear a watch, he took the greatest satisfaction when assuring a friend that a worldly matter could wait in favor of a leisurely lunch or stroll along the embankment. After all, did not wine improve with age? Was it not the passage of years that gave a piece of furniture its delightful patina? When all was said and done, the endeavors that most modern men saw as urgent, such as appointments with bankers and the catching of trains, probably could have waited. While those they deemed frivolous, such as cups of tea and friendly chats, had deserved their immediate attention. More than anything, my biggest takeaway from this book is that I should pursue a life of the purposefully unrushed, wherein I take the time to enjoy great works of art such as this one, just for the sake of enjoying it.